Okay, take two on this. <laughs> we just talked for about like 10 minutes and it wasn't even recording. Yes. And I'm so mad. So we're going to try to naturally go back over all the things we just talked about. I don't even know how. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, so. That can't be redone. First, I'm B. She has a fake name and she's using my real name. But we don't have to. We can come up with a fake name right here, right now. Like what fake name? Um, don't put that on me. You're the one who wants a fake name. I can't. I know what my name. I've given you like forty five names and you've rejected all of them. I think you're talking about yourself. But <laughs> I said. I said Dorothea. I said Margie. And then August, we came. Betty. And then we came back to the nickname that my dad has for me. B. Okay, you have a nickname. I do. I do not. That sounds like a personal problem. You wanted to call me Ted. After Ted Bundy. Which is a no. Okay. Because he's a, first of all, he's a serial killer. Second of all, he got captured in Pensacola. Where you're from. Uh-huh. And also, Joe Exotic got captured in <laughs> Pensacola. So we're just going to avoid that whole topic altogether. Yep. Pensacola's a fun place. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, that's for sure. No. Well, what do you want to be? Just call me T. B and T. B and T. B All and right. T. So we're trying to make a podcast. Neither one of us have any idea what the fuck we're doing. Right. This is new to both of us. Right. We're currently trapped inside of our hotel mm-hmm. because we wanted to go somewhere we would see snow. And is it snowing? There's no snow. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's mighty fucking cold. It is. But there's no snow. And apparently everything is closed on two day, Tuesdays. Did I just say Tuesday? Two day? Who am I? Anyway. <laughs> I need to go to speech therapy. <laughs> um, so we like wrote down all these questions for us to like randomly answer. And I don't know what she wrote and she doesn't know what I wrote. Right. But earlier... We only opened one. We only opened one and it said, what? what's the strangest nickname you've ever given to a pet? And you said... You didn't respond. I said Snickerfritz because whenever I was five, I had a cat that I named Snickerfritz, which was the name of a cat from the Big Comfy Couch, which was a show I was obsessed with. And I really want, if I ever do, get another cat, which that just seems like a commitment, you know? Yeah. It's like a child, and I'm not ready for that. I uh, love my... Don't make noise in my house. Don't <laughs> meow. Don't scream. I don't want to, like, hear you. But, like, one day, I, like, I have my lonely moments, and if I get a cat, I would like to name it Snickerfritz. But I've already named a cat Snickerfritz. So was that, like, disrespect on the cat named Snickerfritz that I had whenever I was five? Okay. We talked about this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. There is this woman who was murdered, and her dog was named Daisy and every time that dog would die she would get the next dog and she would name it Daisy and the witcher who you've never heard of which is okay he always named his horses Roach and it was because they didn't want to get attached I don't I mean if that's what you're looking for like a no strings attached cat then go for it just hearing you say that just makes me feel better about not going to therapy because there's other people (laughs) that needs to go to therapy a lot more than I do and let me tell you I need to go like bad (laughs) <laughs> like five years ago, I needed to go to therapy. I go to therapy. It's nice. You should try it. I'm working on it, you know? I'm, but right now, I'm just sipping on this $4 bottle of wine to get me through. And it's not great. I have no. a slight headache. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I all the dogs that I've named, I don't think they've been that weird. I mean, I named a dog Tigger. 
just because I liked... I remember Tigger. Yeah. I just liked the name... I mean, I liked the character Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Um, but my mom, when she was growing up, she had a cat named Worth- Worthless. <laughs> that was really mean. That's very I Southern. I don't think that's strange. I just think that's like a very <laughs> Southern name a Southern woman would give to an animal. I don't think she... Well, she might have named it. Her dad might have named it. But either way, it's a sad name to give to a cat. Um, but we also have a dog, and its name is, um, Bocce, and that means kisses in Italian. See, whenever I hear Bocce, I just think Kibachi. And I think of, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think of, like, the flames and everything and the fried rice. Yeah. I don't know. That's just the first thing that came to my head. I don't blame you. I don't know. Are we drawing another question? Yes. Cause is I it have... my turn? Yeah. Draw a question. Okay. I don't want a me question. I want a you question. Folklore or Evermore? Why would you do this to me? Because we had to talk about it at least once. I told you this earlier in the car. We were, like, driving down the road, driving in the mountains somewhere to this shitty-ass Christmas light show, (laughs) and we were listening to Evermore, and I told you, I was like, I cannot decide. I picture both folklore and evermore as like a vinyl disc and folklore is side a and evermore is side b and folklore is one story and then you just like flip it over and then you have the second story and i listened to folklore for the first time since evermore came out like yesterday yeah and i was like there's just no comparing the two because folklore is such a good album and evermore is such a good album but they're both different i was kind of expecting Evermore to have like the same tune as folklore, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It's a little bit more like upbeatish, I yeah. guess, as you would say, folklore is. Mm-hmm. But they're both flawless, pristine albums. I, I, I truly, they both slapped me in the face. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting either one of them, but I woke up one morning and she was like, Surprise, bitch. And Christmas came early twice this year, and that's honestly all I could ever ask for. They're honestly two of the best albums she's ever released. Yes. And I'm sure she could do it again, but, like, right now I'm just relishing in the world that is folklore. I know you don't particularly care for folklore. Well, I... I can't... mm... I don't know, that's not the music that I jam to, but I appreciate it. Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't, like, put on some, like, alternative. You know, I'm, like, a pop girl right. fanatic. Yeah. So anything that's, like, you went through a breakup and you want to make a dance bop about it. Like, I spent my entire childhood, like, worshipping Kelly Clarkson. Right. And she's got nothing but the pop breakup anthems. <laughs> right. But, like, folklore is very, like, I'm going to go cry in the woods. I'm going to put on a cardigan, I'm going to go lay in a puddle, and I'm going to cry. And that's a mood. And yeah. sometimes you just need to do that. And I respect it, and I appreciate it, and I also feel it. Yeah, it makes me feel things, and sometimes I like to avoid those. I get that too. So, I think I do like it, and it is... I think what throws me off too is that it is a story. And you... This isn't... They're all different stories, though. It's not just like... Her being like, oh, this is what me and Joe, you know, like, it's just, right, she's Right, but like, it has a little bit of her sprinkled into it. Mm-hmm. And it's, What's your favorite song on Folklore? Exile. Mine's August, like, mm-hmm. without doubt or question. Yeah. And you just today 
listen to mo- like half of Evermore because I made you. Yeah. Well, I wanted a guide. <laughs> I, a guide. Yes. We're still not finished. Tomorrow so, we're going to finish the album. Right. But I but did. But so far, what's your favorite on Evermore? Gosh. Oh, I think probably Gold Rush is my favorite. Right I gasped. I literally okay. So the second song, which I think is Champagne Problems. Yes, Champagne I think Problems. I had to like pause it, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, she did it again. Mm-hmm. Like she actually, I'm listening to because I waited all day until like the album got released at midnight, and I listened to it. And at whenever I got Champagne Problems, I was like, "Oh my god, this is real!" But then whenever Gold Rush started playing. I was like, this is good. Like, this is really... That's definitely a favorite. Right. I don't know if it's the favorite, but it's definitely up there. Well, the first three songs are probably my favorite three songs on the album so far. I mean, I listened to, like you said, over half the album so far. But those three are just... I don't know. They're just... They hit me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Somewhere. And, like, the... Is it Willow or Willows? Willow. Well, Willow is just kind of like, I'm trusting, I'm, me personally, I'm a person who goes with the flow, like, I can adapt to pretty much whatever happens, like, I, I'm okay, like, I'll be okay. So, then whenever someone comes into your life, and they kind of whisk you away, like a willow, like the wind and through the willow, it hits you and then and then they leave and then you're just like whoa okay you just summed up my entire dating history (laughs) 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 like they just leave they all just fucking leave right and (laughs) so i think willow hit me emotionally in that way and then champagne problems i know i've been in a place where me and a partner were talking about marriage and maybe i Thought I was ready. I've never gotten that far. <laughs> like, not even close. Believe like, me, if we reached the one... If we reached the one month mark, like, bitch, we made it. <laughs> I've had very few relationships that, like, have passed a one month mark. Uh, and if we did pass the one month mark, it ended very shortly after that. Well, let me tell you. Count yourself lucky. It's not that great. So... And then we talk about marriage, and we talk about about to get married, and then, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't, I'm not ready. I don't want to do that. And then, because you're caught up in the whole thing, you're you're the fantasy. The champagne is here. The family is here, and everybody knows the fantasy. You get caught up in the fantasy of of what you think you should be doing with your life. Like you get a high school sweetheart, and you think this is your soulmate, and this is who you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. And then, that's the air conditioning, by the way. And then, you turn around, and you're like, actually, this guy's kind of shitty to me. And this life, like, he, this isn't for me. And this isn't for him. And we both deserve better, and we both can do better. And it's kind of scary to realize that. Because you're like, oh, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I'm taking the wrong path. See, I didn't have a high school sweetheart lucky you i barely went to high school it's for the birds (laughs) truly like i whenever i went to high school because i went to wimchest and you went to acock 
And I had this fantasy in my head that I was going to live this, like, out-of-a-movie high school dream where I was going to be, like, popular and well-known and I was going to... I th- Honestly, at that time, like, in ninth grade, like, I thought I was going to date a girl because I was... <laughs> LOL. Um, I was brainwashed into yeah. thinking that I was supposed to date a girl, but thank God I didn't. Like, God was looking out. But, um, I was kind of, I thought that was go- what was going to happen, and that Had didn't you ever, happen. well, okay, so for everybody else, me and Tyler dated, <laughs> if you can call it that, in, in middle school and eighth grade. It, we didn't even kiss, like, we didn't. <laughs> no, but I, like, treasured you, though. Oh, yeah, I like, loved now, you. Like, now, like, honestly, like, the feelings I had then or like the same feelings I had now like yeah. I fucking treasured you like yes. you were like my favorite person I love talking to you yes. it's just like the quote unquote like romantic we didn't have the romantic love yeah we had the true and it's because I'm gay <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know are you coming out to me? No. girl I came I'm out jo- a long time ago I'm and I'm you like, know this you should have known then I, I should have I spent our entire relationship talking about Miley Cyrus <laughs> and I you, got- do you remember getting mad <laughs> do you remember you didn't like her do you I remember did. that I did not like her because I was did- jealous you didn't like her because that's all I fucking talked about was Miley Cyrus true. 100% you're correct that's why I didn't like her because that's all I would talk about and you should have known. I should have known. I got you a cut out, a life size cut out version of Miley Cyrus, and then later I got you a life size cut out version of Hannah Montana. Or... It was only the Miley one. Oh. It was only the Miley. And I took it to the beach. That's right. I took that thing with me everywhere I went for like a very long time. I don't know where it's currently at. I know. Oh no. I know. I don't know where it's currently at. However, let me tell you. That cutout went places. <laughs> <laughs> she lived a she, long, happy life. She went to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> she went to the beach. Like, that life-size cardboard cutout of Miley Cyrus went a lot of places. So I'm forever grateful. Well. But here we are. Here we are. We're here still we are. thriving and surviving. Making a podcast, because we have nothing better to do. In 2020. What a year. Oh, God. What a fucking year. Next question. All right. Um, this question says... Um... <laughs> a memory from school that haunts you. That's a good question. Um... Oh, God. Okay, so can it be from elementary school? It can be any. <laughs> so, in elementary school, we were having circle time... And I was walking over there, and I was almost there, and then I had to tie my shoe, so I stopped, bent over, and let out the biggest (laughs) toot anybody has ever heard in their life, and everybody, I was the only one outside of the circle, so it wasn't like I could blame it, I'm like, whoever. she did it. Yeah. She farted. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I did, I can't remember, I think I blacked it out, but I'm pretty sure I tried to, like, oh, that was my mouth, or something, you know, who knows, and then I cried in circle time, so that haunts me to this day. I don't think I have a specific memory, I just, I know high school was bad, 
<laughs> yeah. So I tried my hardest not to go, and I was very successful. Um, I remember in middle school... Do you remember, like, being a car rider before school? You had to wait in the gym. Mm-hmm. I hated that shit. <laughs> Whenever my mom would, like, drop me off at school, I would, like, beg her to take a detour so it would be closer to 8 o'clock. Yeah. So that way I wouldn't have to do, like, the walk of shame through the gym to where I cut... Because, like, the girls were separated on one side. Yes. And the guys were separated on the other side of the gym. So Mm -hmm. you, like, if you were a girl, you had to sit with the girls. Like, you weren't allowed to intermingle. And I, all my friends were girls, and I wanted to go sit and powwow with them. But all the boys intimidated me. (laughs) Especially the older ones. The ones that I had, like, a crush on without even knowing I had a crush on. And I remember there was one time I was walking through the gym, and my shoe was untied. And I remember one kid was like, hey, nice shoes. And, like, I looked down and, like, my shoe was untied. And I was mortified. Uh. Like, absolutely fucking mortified. I was like, this is the last time I will ever walk through this gymnasium. <laughs> Which isn't even that bad, but, like, at the time, just being, like, uh, how old were we in middle school? Uh, like, 12? Yeah. Like, a 12-year-old, like, deep, deep, deep in the closet, like, homosexual. <laughs> and then hearing some, like, attractive, like, athlete make fun of me because my shoe was untied and I had to like walk through him so I could go sit in a corner by myself in the gymnasium God. that haunts me I used to think of it yes kind of embarrassing because I am very uncoordinated and I don't want to walk on the, like to get to my spot that I would sit you have to climb the bleachers yeah oh my gosh it was my worst fear that I was gonna trip well it was like the eighth graders all set together the seventh graders and then I like I tried my best not to go in the gymnasium so whenever I did go in there like the few times that I actually did I had no idea where I was supposed to go Mm. so it was like I was kind of like walking and trying to find like people that I knew recognize yeah and then I would just go like awkwardly sit and, like, pray the fucking bell would ring soon so I could just run out of there. Mm. Um, another memory that I just thought of was in high school. So, we're talking about elementary school, middle school, and high school. Let's cover our bases. But I remember we, in English class, we had a substitute teacher for a really long time because our regular English teacher was, um... You know, like, she had some medical leave or something. And me, our friend Cody, and then our friend Madison, uh, we all were at lunch. And then we were going to um, come back. And we, we remembered, oh, yeah, we were supposed to finish a movie. So we stopped by the library to pick up the movie. And the librarian is super nice. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, here you go. And she was like, do you need a note? And we're like, oh. No way. Like, we're doing a favor for this substitute teacher. Of course we don't need a note. And then uh, we get back to the class, and she's like, where were you? And we're like, oh, we just got this movie. Like, we thought we were going to help you out here. And she goes, no, you don't do that. You're not supposed to come in here and then not follow directions. And then she sent us to, like, detention. And um, the, the detention teacher she was like and what's your name and she roasted us roasted all of our names and then the the one of the people that we were with they had 
this was like their last time, like you get three strikes of being tardy to class. And she, that was, this was her third strike, so she couldn't come back to class. She had to stay in detention where we could go back. But I remember that detention teacher was so vile and rude, and there was just no reason for it. And she just had zero happiness in her life. I almost got kicked out of class because I wasn't wearing shoes. Like, I, we were on a college campus, and we would take, like, high school and college classes. And I remember in ninth grade, we were taking some, like, computer class, like, Microsoft Word, yeah. Excel, all that shit. And I sat in the very back of the classroom... And I was notorious for, like, taking off my shoes and just, like, walking around Yeah. without my shoes on. Okay. And I was, like, sitting at my computer without my shoes on, and my instructor came to the back of the room just to kind of, like, see what we were doing, and she saw I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> and she, like, literally threatened to kick me out of her classroom because I wasn't wearing shoes. And I was like, bitch... I'm just bare... Like, they don't stink. If they stunk, that'd be a different problem. <laughs> but they don't stink. And I remember, like, it was a huge... Like, I was very dramatic at 15. Yeah. I don't know if you know this or not. Yeah, yeah. I kind of still you, am. You, yeah, I was about I to say. I still am. Yeah. But it was, like, a huge back and forth exchange just because I wasn't wearing shoes. I, and I was like, you're a cunt, and I don't like you. I truly think... Not all teachers. Some teachers are super lovely, and I love them. But there are some teachers who have this feeling of power and they just run with it. Yeah, like it's they... called you're a cunt. <laughs> Next question. Your turn. Next question. On that note, <laughs> I can't even read this. Song that most represents your life. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Not your favorite song. The song that mirrors or represents your life. Is there a song called I'm a Mess? Because yes, it, there is. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I truly don't know because I feel like I'm supposed to give some sort of like Kelly Clarkson, Taylor Swift response to this. Um, stronger is tattooed on my body. But I'm also, like, I've spent this entire year, like, heavily listening and processing, like, every Taylor Swift album. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, before Folklore and Evermore. Like, back in, like, March and everything. I just, I was on, like, a huge Taylor Swift binge. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly, I don't know. Well. I don't know. So, you've been obsessed with Taylor Swift this year. I've been obsessed with Hamilton, and whenever I feel stressed or something, I just put on the soundtrack and just listen to that. I do the same with Taylor. So there's a song, and it's called Wait For It, and it's a favorite, like a lot of, a popular song on the soundtrack, but basically, it's just like, you know, a lot of stuff, like good, bad happens to everybody, and it doesn't discriminate between people who you perceive as bad or people that you perceive as good. Like, shit hits the fan for everybody. And then, but also love happens for everybody. Like, people you hate experience love in their life. People that you love experience love in their life. And it's just, I can't sit here and be like, oh, I wish I had that. Or why does everything bad happen to me? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what I need to do 
and work on myself and wait for it. I'm going to wait for all the good things to happen to me and take them as they come and adapt to that. And then whenever the, the shitty stuff happens to me, I'm going to take that as it comes and adapt to that. And, um, and there's this line that says, you know, uh, I am the one thing in life I can control. And honestly, this whole year, I have just been repeating that back to myself to just be like, you know what, this is a terrible situation, but I can't control them. I can control what I can do here. And I usually pick a really good uh, path for myself once I think about it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the perfect most tea song ever. It just, I just think this song, it's not even, you know, me. It's not even talking about me. It's just about life in general that I can relate to the most, I guess, right now. Well, I've spent a majority of this year kind of, like, living in fantasy. Yes. Because I there's not a lot else we've had, I guess, to look forward to. A majority of this year has been, like, very dark, yes. you know? Yes, So I've, and especially, like, back in March, whenever <laughs> we had no idea what the fuck was going on and we were kind of, like, forced to stay inside, um... Basically, like, if we left our house, we were committing, like, treason or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I spent, like, a lot of time just, like, listening to music and, like, listening, just kind of, like, dreaming of, like, a different life. And I've also spent a lot of time, like, during quarantine just, like, processing every relationship I've ever been in and, like, picking bits and pieces out of it and kind of like breaking down that relationship and then like closing it for good you know what I mean yeah and then like moving on to the next one and I've done that with like a lot of like Taylor Swift songs Mm -hmm. um I guess like Cornelia Street um kind of like the fantasy of like eventually like finding that relationship Mm -hmm. where I'm so like deeply in love like if I ever lose them it would kind of like destroy me almost and then just kind of going through like each album and like kind of like reminiscing on the past kind of because I've had nothing better to do and like August is one of those songs um like one particular lyric I love where she was like back when we were living for the hope of it all meet me behind the mall that just kind of reminds me of being like 19 and not really knowing anything not really knowing who I am but being so completely fascinated with this one person that we, I was literally just, like, living for the hope of it all. Right. And we would meet in these, like, secret locations. hmm And, like, nobody could know. Right. So, I, I don't know if there's, like, one particular song that would represent my entire, my life currently. hmm But there have been several songs that I've picked from, like, different pieces of my past. Yeah. And my future, if that makes sense. That's, I think that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Next question. Next question. Oh, that was my question. So, alright, this question There's no telling what's scribbled on that piece of paper. Uh, oh, favorite song to cry to. Oh, Oh, how on brand. Oh, no, you first. I (laughs) I don't know. Um, All Too Well is, like, a good one to just, like, completely just sob to for five whole minutes. Um, oh gosh. Okay, I've got one. So, one, Exile, just makes me cry. And a lot of Taylor Swift songs make me cry. But, 
probably a recent one. I think it's called Fix It to Break It or Fix You to Break It. I, I think I might be getting it wrong, but it's literally, um, and I, I'm messing it up, but I don't remember who sings it at this moment, but um, it's this guy, he's like, you know, I'm hurting myself more to keep you from leaving, and I'm pushing myself farther away to bring you closer. And I have felt that so many times in my life where it's just like I give 110% even when it hurts me, even when it's not best for the relationship or just anybody in general. It's just I'm going to do everything in my power to make this relationship work and maybe it's not meant to be fixed. Maybe I, I just need to let it go because if they're not putting forth the anywhere near the amount of effort that I am maybe it's not meant to be and there's just the whole song in general is just about that feeling and I think recently that's been the one that I've cried to the most I have been like I kind of go on this kick there's this um Nora Jones song called come away with me okay and I remember the very first time I heard it I was so like entranced with it and like fascinated and I, every single time I listen to it, even today, I kind of get taken back to the very first time that I heard it. And I was just in this, like, it's very, like, nostalgic. And, like, it was just, like, that young, clueless, like, childhood love mm-hmm. to where you're kind of, like, entranced with somebody in this one particular time, even though you know it's probably, like, not the healthiest relationship. Or you know the relationship isn't going to last. Or maybe it's not, like, the best for you. But even within all that, you still have these, like, very, like, happy moments. Mm-hmm. And that particular song get takes me back to, like, one particular happy moment I had in one particular relationship from, like, forever ago. And even though, like, like I don't miss him or anything. But, like, every time I hear that song, I get brought back to that moment and like I don't think I've ever necessarily like cried but it's definitely like punched me in the fucking stomach yeah like bam (laughs) like uh, like that happened (laughs) I'm gonna bring you back to this time Uh, such a sad song it's a good song yeah it's a good song I think so but yeah I think we've been rambling for like 30 minutes Maybe that's what we should call this podcast. Rambling. Rambling. Rambles with B and T. <laughs> yeah. Rambles with B and T. Rambles with B and T. And on that note, I think um I think that's all she wrote. Toodles. Bye.